Hello, and welcome back to another Pickleball Physio episode. I am super excited because we are continuously talking about ways to stay fit and healthy and well for the sport of pickleball, not just on the physical level, but today we're going to be talking about the mental components that come into play when it comes to pickleball health and wellness. And I am super excited because I have a special guest, Gabriella or Gabby. She is coming in with a lot of background and understanding of mentality in clinical psychology and high achieving uh, type mindsets and practices and life style choices. And so I'm really, really excited to have Gabby on today to be sharing with us ways that the mental game of pickleball and the mental game of life tie into one another. Welcome, Gabby. Hi, thank you for having me on. So excited. <laughs> so Gabby, for those that are um, not familiar with you and what you do just yet, I was wondering, could you please share some of the things that got you into working in therapy and helping to grow people into this mindset, into this experience to work hard, but also take care of your mental health as well? I'm a clinical psychologist by day is what I say. And um an athlete through and through otherwise, but I love health and fitness. That's always been my jam. People that know me, college, like I was always in the gym. I am still usually at the gym. For me, like health and fitness in general, just as a broad thing has always just been almost like my sacred place was really into, um, I grew up playing soccer and track and CrossFit and powerlifting, uh, but pursued clinical psychology as like, you know, job and so those are just for me I've always been linked just mental health physical health and so what I do in private practice now is uh, kind of coined the phrase that um, therapy is the mental gym and I've actually gotten a lot of people recently that vibe with that connect with that it just feels okay I, I can I can do that I can step into the the gym the mental gym like a therapy room actually got it I've had a couple of guys coming into therapy for that reason too, because it, it feels like more, more relatable. And mm -hmm. um, so I, for me, that's been natural. And I think I just wanted to create that space because that's where I also feel most comfortable in talking about nutrition and physical exercise along with mental health. Um, but yeah, in terms of my practice, um, that's really where I focus on and body image, all those things. Um, I work with athletes, high achievers, perfectionists, anyone struggling with anxiety in general or, you know, mood. Um, but especially I get a lot of folks that um, either maybe aren't, I, I do work with like college athletes, but just play a sport in general, whether it be, I don't have any pickleball players yet, but excited for to work with any pickleball players, but just sports in general. So it just, yeah, evolved over the last couple of years. And so pretty happy with it now. I'm, you know, going to hopefully expand that here, but um, health and wellness has just always been a part of me. Yeah. And I love that, you know, your background in athleticism and your value placed in the um, physical and mental components and how they all tie together between movement and your nourishment and your mental health. 
it's a very holistic way of approaching your lifestyle. And a lot more people are resonating with that more and more using that terminology, right? The therapy is the mental gym. I definitely see how that would resonate with more people. Um, and I'm going to start promoting <laughs> therapy that way too, um, for, for the people that are you know, trying to, to get more into the, the headspace to do that kind of work. And um, Gabby was sharing with me that she has like quite the rep, um, repertoire of different sports. You, you have soccer, track and field, martial arts, taekwondo, figure, ice skating, tennis, and you've even recently tried pickleball. And so have you noticed kind of a common thread or common um, type of spirit or mindset that comes around across all of these different sports that you have played or participated in? Yeah, actually, it's a super, I guess I hadn't really link them together but um I talked to my husband about this because he's been an athlete but um and even if you don't like wouldn't say oh I'm an athlete but you are just active and like move the body in some way depending on the level of seriousness that you take it there is definitely like an athlete brain in terms of competition and challenge uh I, I'm sure we'll get into this but like fixed mindset growth mindset when I was younger actually I, so my dad is actually a really great tennis player. He's 74 and he hits with like a 24 year old, which is oh, like man. insane to me. And he's really consistent. I mean, my dad really said he's very like um, detail oriented. But my point is that when I was younger, he used to coach me in tennis and he could never coach me because I, I just couldn't overcome certain mental barriers and he was my coach so I just felt like I couldn't make a mistake tennis is very technical and it just was too it was overwhelming at times um, and I've seen that for me anyway it tied into certain sports and I think that's the case for some people like the mental game is you know you can train physically and be fit but it's like it's like 80 percent mental you know yeah. whether it's like taekwondo or Big, oh, figure ice skating, super, super technical. But um, so I've seen that a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that especially when, you know, that fixed mindset and growth mindset, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second, but those, those mindsets definitely will carry into whenever you enter a new sport or like a new active world and can really either help or hinder uh, your ability to perform. So let's talk more about the fixed mindset and growth mindset. Can you, for those who have never heard of it before, can you expand a little bit more on where you see fixed mindset versus growth mindset or some examples of uh, what the, that actually means? Yeah, I forget where exactly I, oh, actually, I know I do. There's a book by like Carol Black called Mindset. Yes. That yeah. sounds, I've, I've read that one too. Yeah. Mindset. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's where I got it from. But um, so in that book, it just um, talks about fixed mindset is kind of like this black or white thinking, like success or fail. Um, if I'm smart, uh, then I'm going to get good grades. I didn't get good grades. So I'm not smart versus growth mindset is, um, hey, I didn't get a good grade. Let me keep trying and let me keep learning and I'll get better. As I put an effort, I'm going to learn. And learning is more of an outcome versus 
maybe that's fixed in this case, like a great outcome. Mm-hmm. I for sure. Oh my gosh. I think a lot of people are fixed and you know, there's areas where you might need to be, but I've had to really shift my thinking and how it comes into play. I think with sports or, you know, pickleball, it's like, you can, you can get stuck on, it could be performance. It could be, you might have a plan in your head of how you want it to go. And then you might mess up, so to speak, or miss a point. And instead of saying, okay, how can I continue through? How can I, you know, adjust and adapt, you might get stuck on that outcome. And so, you know, I mean, obviously, the growth mindset is where we want to be. But I think it is difficult for a lot of people. I don't think most people are even cognizant that they might have a fixed mindset, even with sports. Yeah, absolutely. And especially when you know, you have grown up maybe thinking like, Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm super talented, or I'm really coordinated, or even the opposite, like I don't really have any accolades, or I've never been coordinated before I've not participated in sports, Um, walking into the pickleball world with that mindset is already lending to that fixed mindset as, or when you miss a point or when your body can't keep up, um, especially in, in the population where the majority of pickleballers are, you know, you'll, I'll hear a lot of, uh, I'm just too old, or this is just part of the aging process. Like there's nothing I can do about it. This is kind of like what it's going to look like. Um, and a lot of that I can see falling into that fixed mindset versus growth mindset are the people who are, you know, seeing that point that they missed and they're ready to analyze what they did and how they can kind of learn from it and growing. Like you said, the the growth mindset is very, very oriented towards the way you can learn from it and not letting it basically dictate your own identity or your own capacity Mm -hmm. for whatever you're trying to do, especially in pickleball. And especially with pickleball being such an easy sport to pick up as far as you know, general rules or mechanics and such, um, it can be kind of discouraging when, you know, you maybe don't hit the point or hit the shot that you want and you miss the point that you've been fighting for or um, you're up against an opponent that you feel or you know you should beat and then they (laughs) end up scoring on you. Um, There's a lot of opportunity just play by play to kind of take a hit (laughs) to your ego (laughs) um, if things don't go the way that you plan. (laughs) So how how have you kind of discussed with people, especially with your athletes, with your high achievers, um, people who have really gunned for um, success or gunned for um, achievements, how do you kind of introduce any sort of like narrative or conversation or dialogue with their own mind, with their own mindset to be able to start redirecting out of a fixed mindset so that they can be more in that growth mindset and be able to um, start performing better and being a little more compassionate towards themselves when they're out playing their game. I've seen it. I'll give you an example. Um, I was working with an athlete that uh, was like starting their season and previously had previously had competed really well and uh, at a high school level and then going into college, it was like a whole different ball game, but there was still that expectation. Right. And so, and that was kind of getting this person into, um, you know, trouble mentally, right. Like not performing yeah. as well, self-fulfilling prophecy, feeling like a failure. 
And so it really just starts with awareness. It's like, Hey, what, let's slow, like, let's slow everything down. What, what does, what are your thoughts doing? Like, what is the sequence? Right. And awareness is, you know, that first part of it, cognitive distortions, which are just like thinking traps or can kind of be that way. Like, black and white thinking like oh it needs to be this or that um I'm either a good athlete or I'm not I'm you know I'm at this level tries to be able to be that person or you know and how do you do that I mean I, I think it can happen off on the court is pro- like would be a goal but it doesn't happen on the court if you don't if you've never done it there so you know working sports psychologists do this really well in the sports psychology world that's or a coach of some kind you know you you figure out okay what's happening where is your mindset breaking down you know and then you can kind of go in and 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 tweak um but I kind of am like on the border of I'm not really a sports psychologist but I kind of like (laughs) touch on that too um but yeah I mean you can see a, a a therapist too that can that has at least experience with that um or a coach or um even a health provider that is is working with you to see where that breakdown is happening and then you just like I think become aware of it and work on it and then it's also a a, I think the hard part is being patient with applying okay for example I was playing pickleball the other day (laughs) with my husband and the first time it was so fun it it, but it was also very very different than what I Mm -hmm. completely I was like whoa this is not at all what I had imagined because the ball doesn't bounce like it just like tennis it has the ball you know it has totally different and the second time we played I was like I won the first time and I'm like I'm totally gonna beat him and I was getting so ups- I mean I go to win like when I play I'm like this is not a game <laughs> I was getting so upset and I'm like oh like beating my racket against the thing I'm like what the heck and I was like no like stop like <laughs> like unravel like go back go back go back it was so hard because I really wanted to win and I didn't I lost Mm. but you know reflecting off the court and then saying okay like I totally lost it you know I was so mad that I was losing and kept losing and he was so good at that point but (laughs) so I have to do it on myself too because it it may not happen like live as you're playing yeah Um, so just reflecting after yeah. And kind of like you were mentioning, a lot of that reflection that has to happen off the court, because it's hard to be doing it when you're in the heat in the moment. Are there certain like questions or themes or behaviors or anything that, you know, you end up kind of having people think about or observe or notice about themselves? Like, how how do you know if you're being a perfectionist on the court? Like, how do you know that you do need to kind of check in more um, mm-hmm. or if you don't have that awareness yet what sort of questions would one start asking to start noticing any patterns in themselves yeah I mean so you mentioned being a perfectionist on the court to some degree this is what I work with with a lot of people I say if you're a high achiever and you are a go-getter maybe like a type a personality person um, like you're not going to be a type b person like you're you're, you're going to be a person and that's okay. Like, you know, I think 
you know, uh, some people want to be like laissez faire and like, oh, it's just a game. Like, it's like, no, there's something innate about certain people that take it very seriously, right? Maybe that type A. And that's actually okay. You don't want to just beat that out of you because, again, that is part of the athlete. Like, I think of Michael Jordan. Like, Michael Jordan was the, I mean, you could argue he's the greatest athlete of all time. I mean, his mindset, he was there to win. He didn't take, you know, anyone else's excuses. He was there to win. And so was he a perfectionist? Yeah, he was, right? So it's, I think it's not always a negative thing. It's just, is it, are you getting anxious, you know, about if you're not perfect, what happens, right? Mm -hmm. What does that say about you? So things that you could ask are, how's your body feeling? Like, how's your, you know, are you like really tight? Are your shoulders up? Are you just super clenched? I mean, what is happening physically and physiologically, your heart Mm -hmm. rate? Um, cause that just tells you in general, how you're kind of responding to whatever this, you know, in this case, pickleball, but how, how you're responding. Cause that's, I think, a a, a maybe a easier cue for a lot of people than trying to understand what's going on in the mind. And then I, what I always tell people too, is ask yourself, is this, is this mindset serving me? Is it helping me right now? Or is it hurting me? If it's helping you, if, if, being very strict and hard on yourself is actually helping you perform better. You could argue, like I'm, I'm pretty, I think on that end, I'm pretty tough. And I think it helps me most of the time because I don't let myself off the, like I kind of stay sharp. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, if you're kind of beating yourself up, like, oh, I'm a loser. And, you know, I, then you're, I would say those are signs. Is that helping you actually, what are you here to do, right? So I would say those those couple of things yeah, would be like helpful. Kind of kind of checking in to see, okay, how did my body actually like like you said, physically and physiologically respond to it, especially if we don't have mm-hmm. the the language just yet to kind of intellectualize or kind of process through using words what just happened. And then kind of checking in like, oh, am I keeping myself sharp, like you said, or am I like beating myself up for it? And I know that there's a lot of people who will kind of like take their mistakes to heart how how do you kind of talk talk a little bit more about you know when people take mistakes to heart or ways to kind of start moving out of that um because sometimes it happens before you even realize it Mm -hmm. yeah I personally that that can happen not not necessarily like you're taking it so internal but just taking it you're I think of it of like recovery and I think I had mentioned that to you but like psychological recovery just like you are physically recovering either in between during the game or after um, when you take it personally, you're making it in a sense about your, your, your worth or Mm. um, who you are as a person versus what you're doing, being objective about, you know, the, the point you made or something like that. But so yeah, psychological recovery. I mean, I think also with, having community that's why I really like pickleball too it can you're not working in isolation like you have community around you that can encourage you uplift you kind of so I think there's a I mean I'm just getting into pickleball but I would assume that there's an element there that can soften some or can enhance some of that psychological recovery 
where yeah. other sports are more um isolated maybe yeah no I definitely know what you mean there's a huge huge community component to pickleball and I think that's one of the reasons why so many people rally together and any pickleballer is friends with another pickleballer for the most part um yeah if you go to another city it's not hard to get invited um onto a court if you just show up kind of interested and ready to play um so yeah, yeah having that community definitely can help to to lift you out of you know, not being too hard on yourselves and, and not um, really beating yourself up too bad whenever a mistake uh, does happen. And something else that I've noticed too in the community is um, by having that community, it, it's kind of like a huge self-esteem boost to be able to just be amongst other athletes, to, to be doing something um, for yourself that uses your body. And a lot of people express that they feel a lot younger um, when they're playing pickleball or they kind of feel like they their body's young again and that's why they get hurt because they forget <laughs> that they're not 20 years old anymore if they're like you know playing it I played with a 92 year old guy the other day and he's like yeah wow. man this sport makes me feel so young and I'm like that's amazing I'm also like please don't hurt yourself you know but yeah. from from your you know standpoint and kind of your background how how do sports in general or even sports like pickleball uh, benefit people who maybe have had a background or are currently um, battling with or you know trying to work with body image or self-esteem issues oh yeah yeah I was looking up actually I found um I wasn't sure if that how much research was out there but I I think there's just more growing yeah. research I mean it kind of makes sense like I I think you know exercise movement you know better mental health like it you know but studies make it like legit, you know, people are like, okay, <laughs> yes. <laughs> One thing that I studied when I was in grad school was the, the positive, positive body image, like instead of reducing negative body image, just doing things that enhance positive body image hmm. and certain activities are called um, like em embodying activities, like yoga is really um, a popular one. Yeah. And yoga has been shown to be uh, really good for mental health and positive body image because you're not, it's not aesthetic. It's not really, you're, you're just, you're just there and working with the body in a functional way, not for looks. And I, I really like sports like that or activities like that because uh, it just kind of, I think it's just healthier for a lot of people, depending on whether it's depression, anxiety, or uh, body image issues and so pickleball uh, falls into that category where it isn't focused about how you look right and you can be any age right we have a lot of older adults playing and and you, you're just it's easy to pick up and you're just moving having fun having a, a movement like that is is healthy and I was actually looking at um I don't know if I pulled it up but um different like actual positive uh, outcomes of playing pickleball right yeah. which is really it it's crazy how fast that the sport is is growing and how more people more people are just playing it and they're like oh this is so fun and you just feel so like I played and I'm like this is so fun I can do <laughs> like I just it's so interesting I I kind of expected it but I really like genuinely felt happier I felt I was sweating like crazy. Um, 
And when you have community there, you have friendships and CrossFit was kind of like that for me, but that's a different, like, that's a little bit intensely, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but, um, so anyways, uh, in general, I, I would say activities like that, whether it be like yoga or pickleball, something lighter on the body, great, uh, great for body image and just mental health in general. And it's interesting that, you know, all the research that has been coming out more, people are wanting to do more research about pickleball to kind of support this phenomenon that's been happening <laughs> with just this, this giant influx of, you know, these happier, healthier people. Um, although there, you know, there are definitely a, a number of injuries that have resulted from it, but largely speaking, as far as like, the like soul stand standpoint goes, a lot of people feel very fulfilled being able to play pickleball. And so much so that for a lot of people, it becomes kind of a part of their identity. Um, and it's something that they really, really carry with them everywhere that they go. Um, and quite proudly, and, and it's very exciting mm -hmm. to see people become so passionate about a sport that unites so many people together, but all the more so why the mindset is so important. Because if you identify yourself as a pickleball athlete or pickleball player and you're you're leaning in too far into that fixed mindset aspect of it, then when you go out on the court and you're maybe not having your best day of play or you had you know not a great uh, score, then that can that can really hurt that identity that you have you yeah. know, given to yourself as a pickleball athlete or as a pickleball enthusiast. I like what you were sharing, Gabby, about you know, that importance of, is this mindset serving me? I think that's a very doable question to ask whenever mm -hmm. any of us go out onto the court to play, even if it's just a rec game, or even when yeah. we're competing, you know, in those moments, maybe when we we have a moment to think, when there's a timeout, when we're, you know, off court between games, um, you know, when we have our bye or anything like that, like, those are great opportunities to just check in with the body and see, like, how am I feeling physically? How's my body like responding? Am I getting revved up in like a gung-ho type way or am I getting revved up in, in an anxious type of a way and, and kind of checking in uh, to see if that serves what, what you're trying to do in that next game or that next play? Mm -hmm. Because we're all different, right? So what might your, your why of why you play is different from mine or anyone else's. Like some people just want to have fun and mm -hmm. that's awesome. And then some people are like, I'm here to compete and <laughs> like take it really seriously. And I, yeah, the, the question of, is it serving you? You know, it, like it may be serving you, but it may not serve me or vice versa. So it's, yeah. I think it's just a easy person. If you can personalize it to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so, that's so awesome. That's a really important and, in wonderful ways to be getting introduced to the sport because a lot of people hear about the individuals who get introduced to the game and then by the next week they've already got like three paddles and they're out there playing five hours a day you know five days a week or something like that I think it's awesome to hear you know if, even if you come from a competitive athletic background a sport background that you can still just enjoy sports for fun and it is possible to still enjoy the competition of it, still enjoy the uh, presence, like you said, that you feel when you're playing the sport, but not 
always like it's it's again that like six versus growth mindset like just because you're competitive doesn't mean every sport you get into you have to be competitive in it it's it's allowing ourselves permission to just enjoy it because we want to enjoy it and to play because it's fun I think that's something that is really special about you know pickleball about the community and about you know this this mindset that you know we're trying to promote in the pickleball culture where you know whatever is working for you keep letting letting it work for you and don't try to fit into any other you know type of type of mold or expectation to immediately go to you know competitions uh, just cuz you're starting to get really into pickleball and i and i love that i have you know that here on in this interview that hopefully gets gives other people confidence to say oh okay just because I was an athlete before doesn't mean I have to be a competitive athlete you know here now too like yeah I have permission to grow into a different kind of athlete in this season of my life yeah so thank you Gabby so much for coming on to the pickleball physio podcast um for those people who are wanting to learn more about what you do or work with you or see more um awesome resources that you have uh, to share where can people find you yeah, so if you want to contact me directly, you can call me or send me a message. Um, my office number is 951-251-4034. So you can book a consultation call that way. We can chat. Um, and then my website is um, gabrielabolivarphd.com. Um, I'm sure you'll put it somewhere there. Yes, I'm going to have all of these in, in the, yeah, it'll all be in, in the show notes for you guys to just click on. Yeah. Yeah. And then on there, you have more about my private practice. And then if you want to work with me. Awesome. And, you know, there's, there's so much to be said about uh, the benefits of going to the mental gym with therapy. And so I thank you so much for sharing all the knowledge you've been giving your clients with the pickleball community. Um, I'm hoping that more and more people will start to, you know, really, really lean into the potential growth mindset that we can each get in these different parts of our lives. So thank you again, Gabby. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Pickleball Physio Podcast. If you found some value from this episode, please share it with a Pickleball pal so that they can get the wealth of knowledge, too, (laughs) so we can all keep playing many more games for many years to come. Until next time, this has been the Pickleball Physio Podcast, and we will see you on the courts.